0: Welcome to CORE 242 Podcast, brought to you by CORE Community Covenant Church. Now let's dive into the Word of God with Pastor Max and Pastor Trish.
1: Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind. Always. No one knows exactly who first quoted this. There's a man named Ian McLaren that's attributed to it, some have said it was Plato or some other theologian um, or philosopher. But it's an important lesson, and today we're going to talk about kindness. So we welcome you to CORE. We're excited, as always, to bring a word with you today and to be honored to dive deep into whatever God has in store for us. But we want to start this message off with just this gentle reminder. No matter what you're feeling No matter what someone may say or do, always be kind because you just don't know what someone is going through.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we playfully to kind of date ourselves, kind of calling this uh, teaching, Be Be Kind kind and Rewind. rewind. (laughs) Um, Some people have no idea what that means. It's the blockbuster
1: generation.
0: Yeah, it's the blockbuster generations for sure, especially when they started charging you the extra Dollar, if you forgot to rewind, uh, but, uh, for for us, w- the reason we kind we kind of took that on is because, it's what we've been teaching this whole time with, with fruit of the spirit is it's, it's the self control of pausing, right? We 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 talked about it at the beginning when we started teaching on self control is giving a chance for the Holy Spirit to work in us, so it's that rewind thing is like before. Something comes out of our mouth. Let's rewind. Let's remember who we are. Let's remember who's in, who lives in us and who we represent, and just kind of remind, rewind our little uh, self
1: reflex. Yeah. Yeah. Response. Yeah.
0: Again, uh, reflex. and we don't.
1: We've always said we don't want to encourage. Just because you're a Christian, that doesn't mean you need to be a doormat. But at the same time, in such a generation where, yes, there's a place for self-care, yes, there's a place for boundaries, but it's not only for you, it's for everyone. And so when we speak the truth, we should do so in love. And when someone triggers you or gives you disrespect or doesn't give you what you rightfully may even deserve, to just take a moment and instead of responding in anger or hatred or in your quest for social justice, which again... We're, we're meant to be a part of that struggle in the world to dismantle systemic injustices, but that also means on an individual level that we have to treat people as they're made in the image of God and be kind. And so when we get riled up to just take a moment, old school, those VHS tapes, when you're done with the movie, you just take a minute to rewind so that the next person doesn't have to deal with the mess that you made. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what we do sometimes is we come with our baggage and our trauma and someone doesn't give us what we deserve. They don't say the right thing. They don't do the right thing. And we take it out on them. And instead, we should just be kind for a minute and just rewind. And before we react, don't let our mess become their hurt. You know, there's an the old that hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that when we don't take care of our trauma, we bleed on people who didn't who didn't wound us. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: and and this is a, an issue that we all have as human beings. And so this lesson is timely to be kind and to look at the Sermon on the Mount we're going to look at today um, yeah. as far as, you know, there's eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Uh, but Jesus tells us otherwise. And again, that doesn't mean that we become doormats, but it does mean that we never forget that when we interact with other people that they are made in the image of God just like you and I.
0: Yeah. So i um, it's going to it's going to be an interesting teaching uh, always challenging for us as pastors to prepare to uh teachings and sermons not only because you know we want to dive into it and be theologically and biblically sound but also it's very reflective on, on us uh, i think Trish and i has ch- have checked each other a number of times in this past week about hey be kind <laughs> and and it's it's a reminder where at that point I have to re- rewind and kind of look, look at what's go, what I've done, what I've said, and reflect and correct what what needs to, what needs to be corrected. But again, we are in the fruit of the spirit, uh, out of Galatians five twenty two and twenty three, uh, which states, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control." Um, Against such things, there is no law. Uh, we we enjoyed, we started this off with a self-control and moved on to gentle, gentleness. We had faithfulness. Last time we were together, it was on goodness. Uh, very challenging word there. Um, and today, we're on kindness. And uh, I love that, you know, as we prepare for the study, that we are going to be looking at you know the old testament and the new testament of kindness and you know the fruit of the spirit is a reflection of who God is right, right. and and uh, that kind of helps us so when we look at the beginning of where kindness came from and we can look at how God shows us kindness and everything else we we get to see his character and it's a wonderful thing that we can we can uh, share with others of this amazing God that we love and we serve but just to kind of start off before we get into into it what was always really put on what put in my heart with this kindness is is i think we always connect kindness with niceness and kindness it's kindness to me especially fruit of the spirit kindness when we talk about it's not just being nice for me it's a kingdom-minded action and i Emphasize that that it's an action thing. It's not just a thought thing. It's an action thing. And as we die, as we gonna read more about Sermon on the Mount, all of it was action. Jesus did not just like and eh, think nice thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> it was a lot of actions. He challenged the those those early believers to action of kindness oh. that was not normal for for them at that point
1: well that's actually we we lose out if we don't understand that kindness is i mean jesus says that you'll they'll know your disciple, my disciples by the way you love one another mm-hmm. and when we love one another what are we doing we're being kind to one another and we have to understand the concept of kindness first of all gets lost in translation it's mm-hmm. loving kindness even mm-hmm. in the greek it's loving kindness the word is krestostes, and and that has been deviated from this really powerful almost explosive word in the hebrew which is the chesed of god mm-hmm. and that word just just saying that word gives me chills but yeah. the, there literally is no singular english word that can wrap the concept of the loving kindness uh, that was expected of us as jesus disciples because it was exemplified by Jesus, because it's what he received as a part of the character of God and his his very nature, the chesed of God, is part of the fundamental fabric and nature of who God declares himself to be. And we're going to look yeah. at that from Exodus today um, as we go through our teaching.
0: And then just to jump into it, which this uh, love and kindness is, is different from the other Greek word of brotherly love Philadelphia Philadelphia where some people could be like oh it's that kind of no it's it's beyond
1: it's way deeper than that it's
0: way deeper than that
1: and you know even just down to I I'm reminded like when we were children there's that old saying like sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me and and the thing is is that kindness is word and deed And just the same way, in fact, words can actually be more hurtful. One of the first things in the Sermon on the Mount, the theme through the whole Sermon on the Mount, actually is this chesed, the kindness of God. But Jesus says, you've been taught, do not murder. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother and and then calls, this is is Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 22. He says, anyone who even calls his brother a fool, is in danger of the fire of hell. Mm. Which is some heavy, powerful We're in words. Trouble. So your words matter. So we have to be kind, not only in in action, but we have to be kind. That means checking our passive of aggressiveness at the door. That means checking. Why do you I, I feel
0: attacked?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we all we all fall short. We're all a work in progress. So we have to be careful that when we think about this loving kindness that it starts with our thoughts and then becomes our words and then ultimately our actions. And and again, this explosive, powerful chesed of God, that as we become transformed into the nature of Christ and as we reflect the nature of God, this chesed, this loving kindness, will actually emanate from us. It will be part of our nature. That's why it's called the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So our reflex reaction now, we're not just talking about the be kind, rewind after the fact where you're like oh i shouldn't have said that i repent i'm sorry will you forgive me Mm -hmm. but we where the holy spirit moves and grows within us that our very nature is being transformed right outwardly we're wasting away inwardly we're being renewed day by day and that our nature changes to such that we become the chesed of god we become this loving kindness that when someone as you see in in the sermon on the mount when someone asks you to walk a mile, you go with them too. Mm-hmm. You know this. This example. I don't know if you want to get into that now.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, just go ahead.
1: And so it, it, that we we just instinctively respond, not begrudgingly, like, oh, you know, this is something I have to do. I I'm a Christian. I got Yeah. But it's just part of our very nature because we have this compassion, and so the early Christians were revolutionary in that people, you know, for example, infanticide. Okay, this. This is a pretty extreme practice, but back in the day they didn't have certain things like they do now and when people didn't want a child or the child had or they couldn't care for the child, they would just leave children outside. And this is how orphanages and things began because Christians their heart was broken to see these innocent children yeah. just being left out on the trash heap. And people thought that Christians were crazy. Because of this chesed, this mercy, this loving kindness, they would take these children in who had literally been discarded. But because they knew that God had adopted and grafted them into their into mm-hmm. His family, they felt that they could do the same. And so this is this is where the nature changes. And this, if someone asks you to walk a mile to go to, this comes from a Roman practice. I'm sure many of you have heard this story before, but
0: yeah, it's the. The practice, it was called an uh, impressment, where any soldier had the right when they're walking, I mean, they're walking, they have the spear, the shield, all this heavy armor, and they had the right by law to ask any citizen or any anybody there to carry it for a thousand paces. So let they call it a walk-a-mile, but... It was actually a thousand paces, and uh, one of the commentaries that I read, they said that there were some people that they would like mark off when the thousand paces were done because they were like, "I'm not walking an extra step."
1: Not doing anything more. Or than anything I legally more have than
0: I have to, to. and I, I think I think this would be a great reflection on some of the lives of Christians. They're like, "I'm just gonna do the bare minimum." That I don't go uh, go go to hell, <laughs> pretty much, right? We'll we'll end up Which in hell. Which is
1: actually a lot. it's <laughs> pretty much impossible to do everything right.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. By the
1: grace of God only.
0: So that that's that's the thing, but but that's why Jesus wanted to imp- expand that. Mm-hmm. Is because can you imagine the effect on this soldier when this this person? This believer walks that thousand paces, and the soldier who's tired, who just fought, probably maybe, who is wounded, who is just exhausted, he's ready to grab, grab his armor again. He's like, "No, I got, a, I got another thousand paces with you." Right. What a blessing! Right. What a.
1: And even if he wasn't, even if he was just flexing his power, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. For you do the first one because you have to, but the second one, the soldier would be like, "What?" Because I'm sure they're used to getting. Yeah 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 slack from every who would do that? Who would do that? Who would take their time? Who would labor? Who would only only crazy Christians, right? Yeah.
0: And and I think and the cool part about this, if if you think about it, is that at that point we take away the power of the oppression. When we voluntarily say, you know what, I'll walk another one you don't have to tell me or make me because it's the law to help you to be kind to you Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do it because the love of god that is in me the fruit of the spirit that is in me the kindness that is in me because i'm who who's the god is god is for me so i'm gonna do that so now instead of this soldier has power over me now it's my God has power over me. I'm not a slave. It's the, I'm not a slave to sin. I'm a slave to, to God now, right? And, and that's honor. And the the awesome part about this, this was taught by God so many years ago to Daniel. When the Babylonians took the Israelites, they had these choices in front of them. One, they could fight the Babylonians hmm. and probably die. They're two a little
1: overpowered. yeah,
0: two, which most people did just uh couldn't just become just like Babylonians, pick up the way they dressed, uh pick up their religion, right. um and just forget who they were, or three, something that uh, that God was teach taught Daniel and told him what, is that live among them in in a good way but stand your ground. And Daniel and his three three brothers, they kind of they kind of did that when they were told to eat the food that was not honoring, they said no, and God was glorified through that. When they were told that they need to worship Nebuchadnezzar's golden statue and they said no, and they were honored when they said that you can only pray to Uh, Nebuchadnezzar and nobody else and Daniel prayed to God and he got thrown into the lion's den and he was honored God was honored in that he was there he was working for Nebuchadnezzar he was caring for him interpreting his Mm -hmm. dreams being one of the wise men for him and everything else but when it came down to who to honor Mm -hmm. it was God and I think in the same thing with, the, with this, what Jesus was teaching us is that, yeah, yeah the soldier's going to make you walk. And, and you walk, but you honor God in, 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 while you're walking, right?
1: And I, I think exactly what you're saying. I love that illustration because there's a difference between when we hear the word kindness, like you said before, it's similar to certain other things where we think of like weakness or you think, well, I, if Gentleness. I'm being kind, then I'm being a doormat. But loving kindness, the chesed of God, the crestostas, right? This this concept of loving kindness doesn't mean we don't have boundaries. It's that we're kind, motivated by love, but you don't lose your sense of who you are. So Daniel served, but he didn't lose his faith. Mm-hmm. Daniel served, but he didn't bow to other gods. Daniel served and sometimes we try to be so nice, right? Because we confuse the loving-kindness for just being nice. That mm-hmm. we lose our total sense of who we are. Even in, in the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus commands and he says, if someone forces you to go a mile, go with him too. If someone, give to one who asks you and do not turn away the one who wants to borrow from you. He says, if someone wants your cloak, right, give a tunic. Mm-hmm. If someone hits, hits you on the cheek, turn you know, turn the other cheek. But there's a limit. He doesn't say, let them heap insults and abuse on you. Although many Christians have suffered persecution, that's usually because there wasn't power. When you read the book of Acts, when they came after, I mean, Paul tries to escape out of the city in a basket. Mm-hmm. Peter, you know, they if they could, they don't just let people walk on them like a doormat yeah. if you can't escape it you endure it with patience and perseverance which is a sermon for another day yeah but that's where the yeah. loving kindness that we're being kind in order to advance the cause of the gospel we're being kind in order to demonstrate the love and mercy of god and just to go back to matthew chapter 5 again this sermon on the mount he says you have heard it said this is verse 43 love your neighbor and hate your enemy but i tell you love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you so he doesn't mm-hmm. say yeah. let them beat you up yeah which again we've made this comment in previous sermons but maybe it needs to be reiterated jesus does not command us to stay in an abusive relationship if someone is abusive or toxic please get some help yes. that is not what turn the other cheek means and and it says here, you, you, you may just need to leave and put some distance and pray for those who are, who are taking advantage or are toxic and abusing you. But he says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons and daughters of your father in heaven. And he says, he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Do not even the tax collectors do that. Yeah. And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. In other words, be complete. Do, do the whole, go the whole way. Um, don't just do things halfway or partially, but do them as the Lord would have you do them. The, the difference being that as we model the hesed and the loving kindness of God, we cannot forget that we, at the end of the day, we are not God and we have to have limits. Yeah. We cannot just unconditionally love. We will lose our sense of identity. We will lose our sense of self and boundaries. And and that's not what God is asking for here. And I think you, when you shared these stories from Daniel, he models that perfectly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Like Because it was challenging, I think... As a for me as a new Christian, I forget new Christian now. Now after twenty some years of um, following God, this be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect, I'm, that's challenging. That's okay. <laughs> be perfect, but I love the, you know we I studied that scripture and that word complete. That that brings me more comfort. Meaning, my completeness comes when my surrender obedience. Obedience to God. That's that's where I become complete. The more I'm obedient to God through Christ, the more I am following the Holy Spirit, that's where my completeness comes from.
1: When we're acting out of our place of healing and wholeness rather than reacting out of brokenness
0: yeah and uh, we said the same thing when we taught when we had we taught on gentleness Uh, i said the same thing like it's challenging to have self-control all the time and be kind and gentle and have goodness on you but what trish kind of started off by saying like but we want this to be your first response if anything when you guys walk walk away from our teaching especially in the fruit of the spirit right now is our goal is that this fruit would be the first response that that comes out of you that it's not Force. anger it's not uh, frustration it's not hostility it's not curses it's not all those things but let the fruit of the spirit come out of you whatever that looks like let it be peace that I lost my job but I have peace in Christ Uh, somebody cut me off but I got kindness I got self control that's what's coming out of us because yeah it becomes a little bit overwhelming when you hear a pastor preaching and be like hey love everybody there's a lot of people very hard pray for your enemies really pray for them I want to send some locusts their way or something, <laughs> right? It's, it's a, Like it's, the Sons of Thunder. To call sons it of Thunder. Morning. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we talked about, about we actually used them in our teaching before. A few weeks ago. Yeah, but that's, that's the important part is that we do, that the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit would be our first reaction. And, and we work on it after that. Maybe the second and third one might be a bad follow-up, but at least the first one we pray for them and then we lay hands on them in jesus name that's
1: (laughs) it reminded me of that song oh yeah (laughs) you can you can try jesus but don't try me because i throw hands that's that's it's a funny song not the most appropriate but it came to mind and (laughs) and uh, you shared it and yeah well we're work in progress right amen so back to the chesed of God. Damn, man. <laughs> Let's get back to the topic. <laughs> Although some people may have paused just to go look up that song right now, they can laugh with us later. Uh, so, getting back to this chesed of God again, we are meant to demonstrate, and as the the Holy Spirit grows and bears fruit in us, we should become more adept at being able to show mm-hmm. this quality yep. in our relationships uh, towards others, but. The only one who can do this to the utmost and with perfection is God himself. Yeah. And there's this beautiful story in Exodus 34 uh, where it's it actually starts in chapter, well, the whole book, but chapter 33. <laughs> uh, Moses is having this conversation with the Lord, and Moses is kind of at this point where he feels like the people are beyond God's grace because, you know, he breaks the tablets because they were worshiping a golden calf. Uh, you know, Moses, of course, being who broke the law first, then Moses who broke the tablets or the Israelites who were worshiping the calf. It's a tough call. They didn't
0: have the law yet.
1: That's true. So you can't break it if you don't have it, but he's having this conversation with the Lord and the Lord says that he's going to pass in front of him. This is Exodus chapter 33, verse 19. I will cause all of my goodness to pass in front of you. He says, which is beautiful because we just talked about the goodness of God. Uh, and his goodness is best ex- best expressed By him. through his loving kindness, mm-hmm. through his chesed. You know, even in the New Testament, this resounds true. It's that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he says, I will cause all of my goodness to pass in front of you. I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. And when you go ahead to chapter 34... It says in verse 5, the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there and proclaimed his name. And as he passed in front of no- Moses, he proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, just keeping in mind there, he's in the text it would say Adonai because the name of the Lord is so holy we don't actually say it. So it's the Lord, the Lord.
0: This is God's The, the Lord
1: himself is speaking, right? So he mm-hmm. says his name twice and he says, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to the thousands, forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. So this is a, actually a really essential prayer, and it talks about the 13 mercies of God, the, the way that the chesed of God is expressed uh, to, to this extreme utmost uh, demonstration of love, that we are so undeserving. And that he is he is not only compassionate, but he's gracious, he's slow to anger, he abounds in love and faithfulness, and he maintains his love and forgives wickedness, rebellion, and sin. So keeping in mind there that, that he forgives wickedness, rebellion, and sin, and those things were seen as different, some of them being part of our nature, some of them being intentional, some of them being flat out. Willful sin against God and how God in His mercy forgives even that. That is the chesed of God. It's, it's, God's chesed is that powerful that He would forgive even when we shake our fist at our Creator, that He would still have mercy on
0: us. Yeah. It's, it's that, it's again, it's that reminder that our life is not our own. That the reason. Uh, we're here is to bring glory to god and he empowered us with the holy spirit to fully reflect who he was who he is and to give glory to him so when we're kind it's a selfless act Mm -hmm. that that's the tricky part if you're being kind to somebody so that way you can get something back for them from them like if you want to go get a promotion or just look good or you know i want to donate to this charity so that way my name is going to be written somewhere or whatever else is it is it god honoring is this a kingdom minded action are you doing this to show the fruit of the spirit or you're doing this just to promote feel yourself. Feel good about yourself. Yeah, or just even feel good about yourself. Not even my. It might have people won't know about it, but you can be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a good Christian. I'm a good person. It's 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 being very it's very selfless act. It's we have to honor God and we we get reward from Him. I, I love in in Luke um, right here, Luke uh, six thirty five. It's it's the Sermon on the Mount, but. This part I really like says, but love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. That's your reward. You're the sons and daughters of the Most High. Not that they're going to pay you back. Not that they're going to say how awesome of a person you are. Not that they're going to say, like, man, I got to go to your church because, man, are you, you're really the disciple of Christ. It's not that. Your reward is you're going to be sons of the Most High. And I love this part. It says, because he, God, is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. We don't get to choose who we're going to be kind to. It's, it doesn't matter if it's a good person, bad person. You're kind to them. And like church started this whole thing off. Some people are going through something. We're all going through something. We're all going through We don't know nothing about So we just be kind. They might be rude. They might be... Yeah, we, we, we're we going to be kind. You don't know kind. what grief they're mm-hmm. suffering. You don't know mm-hmm. what
1: illness they may be dealing with, what pain they may have. And a lot of times we we don't wear that on our sleeve, right? Even to people who are close to us because it's hard to be vulnerable all the time. And, and sometimes we're dealing with chronic things. Yeah. And you don't want to be a downer all the time. So... But it'll affect your mood. Yeah, you know, you might might be cranky, or you might not be the most polite yeah. because you're you're dealing with, you know, your arthritis, or you're dealing with depression, or you're dealing with anxiety. You know, there's a number of things, some that are visible and some that are not. And we could react because someone didn't say thank you, or they didn't say God bless you when we sneeze. I mean, people get upset about the most random things. Yeah. we get upset because someone didn't. Again, give us what we believe we have a right to or we deserve. They didn't treat us and give us uh, what we think we're entitled to. But God tells us to not demand that, but yeah. to be kind anyway. And I think a, a good way just to, to land this is to, to challenge everyone to go and to get a bigger picture of the chesed of God, of this loving kindness, um, is to read Psalm 136. Uh, We don't have to read it here, but I would just challenge those who are listening today to read. It is the most frequent appearance of the word chesed. Um, There's a variant of it, but it's, it's the word chesed here where it says his love endures forever. So in Psalm 136, after every refrain, it talks about what God did and why we should give him thanks and praise and how he acted and a reminder that his chesed endures forever. His loving kindness endures forever. That because of his love, he acts mercifully and compassionate towards his people, towards those who love him. And even that verse that we throw around, that God works all things together according to his purpose, you know, for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose.
0: Romans 8.28?
1: Yes. You're amazing with or that. Or 23. I I could no, Romans well. 8.28. Oh. But that understanding that he, he has chesed... Not only towards those who love him, but he has chesed and kindness and mercy and compassion, even towards those who are his enemies. But eventually, he is a just God, and he will call us, you know, before the seat, the judgment seat.
0: Yeah, as you, are I'm sorry, uh, before you get it, because you just said it. I I, lo- I love this the something because I love reading this, Psalm. But as you said that, uh, the picture of Jesus washing his disciples' feet and coming to Judas. And knowing what he's about to do. He already decided in his heart what he's about to do. And Jesus knows. I mean, Jesus knew when he met him. Right? But it's that he still shows kindness. And he kneels. And he washes Peter's feet. Even though Peter wants to take a bath. And then he washes Matthews, and he was so on and so on and so on. And he comes to Judas, and he washes his feet the same way with love and kindness and patience and tenderness. Um,
1: he forgives them before they even do what it is that they're going to need forgiveness for. Mm-hmm. You know, he says
0: "While we were still sinners to Peter and, that oh, no.
1: you're going to, before the rooster crows, right, you're going to yeah. betray me three times. But he's already forgiven him, and he says... Once that happens, and you return, encourage your brothers. You know he, his his chesed is timeless. He yeah. forgives us of things past, things present, and things future. And that's just this incredible, ma- unmatching, There's there's nothing that can compare to it. It's the most one of the most powerful attributes of God. And if we just diminish it to being nice, yeah. we're missing out. So I would just encourage you, those of you who are listening to this recording, you know, in your devotion, either in the morning or at night or some point today, to read Psalm 136 and to pray it and and to remember uh, this matchless chesed of God and how he commands us as his followers to exemplify it in our relationships with one another. The same way that he has shown us mercy, may we show loving kindness and mercy to others.
0: Amen, amen. Always remember His love endures forever. And we need to be reminded of it when we can't can't breathe. We can't see what's ahead of us. His love endures forever.
1: That being said, know you are loved.
0: And covered in prayer. Be blessed. Thank you for spending time with us during this episode. We pray that this teaching blessed you and brought you closer to understanding God. If you'd like to contact us, please email us at corechurch242 at gmail.com. Until next time, know you are loved and covered in prayer.